Babyface and the Heel is brought to you by Sleeps. Use code BACKLOG40 for 40% off your first order. I gotta, I gotta put a fade. I gotta put a fade from that intro, so that we can fade in and I can talk about Jimmy T's cream sweet corn. What y'all oh think? Oh my about? god, Ricky, Ricky, you know yes, you want to see the Jimmy T's cream style sweet creamed can of corn. It's strong, oh. fresh. You can get it with all its goodness. It is just as good as your toothpaste and better. And if you look on the label. It's got a barn on it. <laughs> a what? Barn. Do you know what he's saying? Ricky? I believe I, I believe my Jimmy T is a little rusty, but I believe he's saying a barn. Uh-uh. A barn. <laughs> a barn. <laughs> that where like, all your friends are? <laughs> like you got to burn it down. Oh, okay. You know, when you have an old barn, you got burnt down. Anyway. <laughs> Give him some subtitles. <laughs> How we doing tonight? Uh, you know, oh, wonderful. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I'm doing as good as Ray Phoenix. <laughs> Holy crap. That boy went splat. Man, Ooh. thoughts and prayers for his back. He did it to himself. You know. When you make a mistake and you put someone like Kip Sabian underneath you with Jimmy Havoc and you say, catch me, I'm going to jump off this rope with a double flippy floppy. <laughs> and you look Jay, Jimmy Havoc in the eyes and you look Kip Sabian in the eyes and they give you that assurance. Yes, I'm going to catch you. I mean, you had two members of SCU down there, both of them reaching for him like they should. And then you got Jimmy Havoc. <laughs> Literally, I watched it 25 times. He took two steps away. He took two steps away. He took two steps away every single time I watched it. And then you got <laughs> Kip Sabian taking two steps away, taking two steps away from the Ray Phoenix. They're supposed to be on the same side, my man. He fell to his hip, almost broke it like a geriatric fella. And it's because he, of the it's because of the Kip Sabian Jimmy Havoc special duo. Wow, man. Well, you know what? I was thinking when they pushed Kip Sabian off of that ladder and he took a straight flat back in the middle of the <laughs> ring. I thought that I thought, damn. I was like, ugh, that mm -hmm. stupid bitch deserved that. Uh-huh. And then uh 
And then when they failed to catch my my th- that guy they call Raymond, I think his name is Raymond Phoenix. Felix. Uh, Ray Felix, I think. Yeah, they failed to catch like him in every single way. You know, mm. real quick and then, before we before we get too deep, you know, I just want to say um, uh, shout out to Papa Schmarks from last week. He he came in and helped us out while you had that COVID nineteen twenty one. And uh, oh good Lord. and 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 a shout out to special COVID twenty one because this is May twenty one and I want to get all the twenty ones in the chat one last time because it's our twenty first episode and we are now legally able to drink all your blood, sweat, and tears in the audience. Come on, twenty ones in the chat, JGs, and go get everybody that you know. Tell them to come on in and watch Jimmy Towson talk about AB, AEW, Babyface, and the Hill because I want to talk to a lot of people tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, brother. So, are we going to get right into it since we're ten minutes later? Yeah, what? let's do it. Let's do it, man. This show started out with a wonderful video package for Double oh. or Nothing. And the show just kept getting better from there. Now they got that guy. They got that guy to be talking in a world. That guy. That guy's (laughs) doing the promos now. Tony Khan ain't fucking around. He ain't fucking around. He's like, they're getting a voiceover promo guy. They're getting Mike Tyson. They got the world champion of the world curtain to jerking on the show every week. And it's not getting any better than that, is it? Oh my This was a hell of a show, Ricky. Talk us yes, through sir. the first couple of minutes of this show because that was a hell of an intro, followed by a nincompoop poop double whammy. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Birdie Lee that starts to show off, uh, claiming that he is not a god, that he is uh, fallible, that he is just a man, puts his pants on like everybody else, and he has chosen his favorite minion, Ten, to soften up. John Moxley before uh, their big fight on Double or Nothing. And uh, (laughs) I I don't know about you, but I I think this promo uh, did what it needed to do, but we need to see something more from Brody. I don't know. Just didn't didn't jive with me. They're watching the show. I mean, we say that week in, week out, but Brody Lee just didn't connect, and we talked about that. He doesn't connect with the people. Um, I like this promo because he come out and talking about it. He says, I don't need to. I don't need to connect with you. I'm a different breed. I'm yeah. a different breed of people. And he's wearing his suit, like we said, and he's treating these people like he's the head of a cult, like we said, and the referees and the, and the com- commentators talking about this being a cult, like we said. So uh, they're taking notes, and they're, they're trying to follow through. You can't do everything overnight. Yeah. And, uh, That's Brody right. That's Lee, right. Brody Lee looked good this week, I think. Uh, this is the proper Brody Lee. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought the promotion thing, the Grand Wizard, was a little weird. <laughs> but uh, what did he promote? What did he promote him to? He promoted uh, him the to high night of the. I don't know. Night. I don't know how much you guys know about the KKK, but that's the shit they do in there, and it turned me <laughs> off. Tell me, tell me, I'm wrong though. I'm gonna be honest. I, I don't know one thing about the KKK. I don't even know what that is. Uh, <laughs> that's surprising. <laughs> no but seriously they have those wizards and cyclopses and high knights and all that weird shit that they promote in there and then when he said he was promoting them to the high night or or whatever i was like come on you got to do something else you can't be going with this wizard shit yeah well 
you know, one thing that uh, that might have been a slip up, might have been a bad mistake, maybe a, a right in there. Uh, it doesn't feel like they're trying to come across like that kind of clan. Um, it does seem like they're just trying to, to instill the the power of the the community driven by a maniac leader. And I do think that we've been talking about this for some time, that they got to find a way. you got to go one direction or the other. You either go crazy, mystical, wizard, or you'll go uh, psychotic cult. And they're going psychotic cult. Um, we'll see, because he's going to come out wearing fucking barbed wire, spandex, and all that shit. But uh, um, <laughs> I hope he comes out dressed like Wardlow did, you know, wear a suit and tie. But uh, why, why are they getting away from... Uh, evil Uno and, and well, Stuart. That, literally, the next words are going to come out of my mouth. I mean, I think there's something about oh. that. Maybe it's because they can't, because they're in another country. But, I, I again, they could easily do a quick 30-second, you know, talk to the Titan Tron and say, Uno, do something, and Uno make some queer, crazy magic happen or something. I don't know. But um, I feel like they're doing away with them because every single person ever talking about the Dark Order hated the Dark Order when it was just those two men. So... Uh, is it taking, better now? I think they believe I don't it is. the title shot. It must be better now. I don't think it's any better now. I like it better when it was them and they had their little, their little, I almost said clan, their little group of like minions <laughs> that were running around and, yeah. and the, they'd be sitting on the minions like a throne. I mean, why isn't Brody Lee doing that? That shit was I, cool. I think he should, but I think, again, we're talking about going different directions. They're wearing. Literally, they're wearing suit and tie type uh, waiter outfits now. Like you go down to the store when you're getting ready for your first waiter job and you buy that nice crisp black shirt and the, the black tie and the black pants. Right. Um, they used to be wearing spandex and sweatpants, okay. you know, and it's a, they're, they're, definitely, they're, they're changing the direction of all the whole thing. And if I were Evil Uno and, and Stu Grayson, I would take this as an opportunity when you come on back to get yourself a little bit of baby face in you and uh, slap this man around. You're going to get power bomb for it. You're going to get a clothesline with a little spinner Rooney at the beginning. But, you know, they don't need the Dark Order no more. The Dark Order don't need them. This is we have moved forward. Hmm. JG's, yeah. thank you for sticking by. This is a one hour and 15 to 20 minute show. You should schedule the time week in and week out because Jimmy Thompson does not have the time for people to come on in for five, ten minutes and say hello. You stick around from the beginning of the goddamn show and you'll watch it till the end, to the credits roll, and we send you on out to another member of the Backlog Network. That's how we do it. That's the network way. And you will sit in your seat and watch this show or Jimmy Thompson will send a can of corn straight up your candy ass. I appreciate Jenny's your time. From old, uh, I appreciate Mr. your time. Brody Lee, haven't he? Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I appreciate your time. Tonight. What do you guys think about about the degradation of the heavyweight championship belt? Well, no, what do you mean? I mean, the first thing, the yeah, thing on the show. He's jerking the curtain on the show. It's like he's going and he'll be on dark next week. No, I don't <laughs> think so. He's been on dark before, brother. <laughs> I, I mean, you're defending that belt. <laughs> well, I mean, they're going to build up both shows, but I, I think. I think they had to open a show relatively light, and and I mean, why not? Yeah, just... with the world title matchup against a brand new guy, they pump it up like he's title. a superstar. He just got promoted to the the higher night of the Dark Order, and John Moxley comes in first match, swaps him up like a nobody. Yeah, what is that? Them. Hey, I, it's just it's there, just there was mind nothing. boggling to me. I've never, I don't remember this ever happening. We're the world champion. 
is the curtain jerker and not really? headlining the show and is not uh, the biggest deal in the company. They wouldn't do I'm, that to Stone Cold Steve Austin. No, they, they would wouldn't not. do that to Hawk Hogan. I'll tell you right now. They wouldn't do that. They did it to The Rock. They did it to Triple H. No. When they had this is this what's going this? on. This is what's going on. This is what's going on. Tony Khan, don't fuck around. Okay? okay. Tony Khan understand. He understand we're right when we're talking about this man. I don't think John Moxley's bad for business at all. He could be the greatest thing coming out first, okay? He probably is. A lot of people like him. I could do without John Moxley. But a lot yep. of people can't. A lot of people like this man. Okay, John Moxley versus Brody Lee. This is a thing people wanted for a long time because people love Brody Lee. I could do without Brody Lee. Tony Khan sees it. So he's getting it the shit out of the way. He's saying, put it out first. We give it to you. We serve it up on a plate. It don't matter if it's the world title matchup. We signed a contract, John Moxley. He, uh, we said we'd give him a world title thing. Now it's done out of the way. Okay? Brody Lee probably signed a contract saying he's going to get a world title. Get it out of the way. I, I don't know if you noticed. John Moxley on the way out of the ring after his old little little mess, after he breaks his tens arm. You see who he looked at in the crowd? Do you see who he looked at in the crowd? Alpha, who do you think he looked at in the crowd and pointed at him? And the man replied with his arms up like, you talking to me. Mar was it Marco? I don't know. Sean fucking Spears. Oh, yeah. I saw and that. we've been talking about that for a couple of weeks now. And that's exactly what happened. Yokozuna eat your heart out. Brody Lee's winning the championship belt. Sean Spears coming out, taking that belt from, from Brody Lee. That'd be hmm. cool. That would be cool. I'll take that. I mean, I don't know if that really happened. So what did y'all have to say? What did what did you guys have to say about this match in general? I mean, this was a smash of a match, of a squash match. I mean, I don't have nothing else to say about this match. I I don't I don't care about it. Okay. Boom! I'm right there with you. I don't right, care right. about John Moxley because I wasn't. I had no interest in him in the first place. I didn't know who he was. Okay. Well, I let, will say me, I like him when try he to said, shed some light on it. I like when he said geek. I thought that was funny. So so when I was watching this, the match, the promo before and the promo after, I wrote down a couple things. Uh, one, he's a smart baby face where he didn't go after the title like a normal baby face would. He, he didn't run after Brody Lee. He said, you bring it to me. I'm not going to go get ambushed. I kind of like that as he is. No, a, no, no. He didn't say it. He said, I ain't going to run around like a little geek. True, true. Okay, yep. true, true. That's what okay. he said. I like that part. Say it. Second. Say it. Say what he said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <laughs> the next thing I wrote uh, is that he actually he actually followed through with smashing Ten's arm. He said he's going to give him 10 seconds. A normal baby face would be like, oh, I'll give you 10 seconds. Brody Lee comes up on the Titantron, whatever. And what would then you do, Alpha? What would you do? Would you break his arm or not? No, I'd have killed him. <laughs> I don't think you'd do it. I don't think you'd do it. So I have a question. I have a question now. Now that we've uh, seen, seen Brody, or uh, not Brody Lee, but John Moxley go for a while. Is is John Moxley trying to be Batman? <laughs> uh, yeah, what are you I, I mean, talking about? Man? I feel like John Moxley. John Moxley's trying to be Stone Cold Steve Austin and Darby Allen mixed up. And, yeah. and isn't that Batman? Yeah. A badass brooding motherfucker? But doesn't Batman uh, perform? 
against like <laughs> other champions. <laughs> I, I think I made it. I think I made a tweet about this. If you guys ever seen anybody walk like John Moxley in real life, you wouldn't help but laugh your ass off. I'd be I worried about his spinal column. Like him. I'd be worried about his back. I, I would ask him if he needs crutches. <laughs> I just, you know, I want to say one last thing because I, I know we could talk about this for 40 minutes, but um, I just want to say I, I don't. This is just preference. Just about everything. <laughs> it's just about everything that happens <laughs> in wrestling is a preference, and sometimes preference takes off and and people start to warm up to something. I don't know if I'll ever warm up to the John Moxley that they got out there right now. I don't hate it. I don't see it as championship material, and I think. Um, uh, if, if I were playing uh, Jimmy Jimmy Advocate here, Jimmy would say uh, to make this work, Jimmy needs to see a lot more anger. Okay, Jimmy needs to see a lot more purpose. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this week in and week out, and I do hope that even if the <laughs> even <laughs> back trying to make me laugh, even if. Even if John Moxley is, is going to lose the belt to get the belt back, if that's the goal, even if the, John Moxley is just going to win outright, they need to take something from him, not just his eye. That didn't work. That wasn't that good, especially at the end when they were like, his eye was fine the whole time. You know, <laughs> they got to do something. And I think they need to team him up. The whole thing with the shield that made John Moxley was that they broke the shield up got the shield back together, broke the shield up, got there. That made John Moxley entertaining because you never know what he's going to do. By himself, he ain't as good. He needs a team. Maybe make him the lead of a team. I don't know. But you already got a couple teams. So maybe make a small team like, uh, I don't know, Darby Allen. Uh. See, I agree. Now, I think the where they're going wrong with building this John Moxley character is they're expecting everybody to know who he is. From WWF. But I don't know who that, that son of a bitch is. I didn't care about that. I, I I liked him when he was hitting Kenny Omega with the broom handle or whatever it was. The barbed wire broomstick or, or whatever. They need yeah. to get back to, to that kind of character building for him rather than just like, I'm the champ for the people. I do agree with that. Now, <laughs> I, I'm interested... All of that being said, I am I am interested in this matchup uh, to see what happens. I'm 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 on my you know, it'll probably be the opening match for the whole entire pay per view, and uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, followed by uh, followed by a women's a match, <laughs> and yeah, women's match, and then MJF and and uh, Marco Stunt's older brother. But um, you know, I'm interested to see what they do with this. I inter- I do hope, and I've had a lot of hope this whole time that the dark order turns into something that we can truly believe in this is the moment this is the moment that they get the chance to do that or you're just going to see john moxley come on out do a thing or two a couple ddt's brody lee's going to do a couple spinner rooney power bomb close lines and then you're going to have 13 different people with different numbered names coming on out doing some slappy chews mm-hmm. and then you're going to have Stu grayson and dark evil luno coming on out trying to figure out where they stand it's going to be a clusterfuck and Moxley probably just beat every single one of their bastard asses up and walk away with the belt. And then where we go from there? Nowhere, because no one gives a shit. So I hope something different than that happens. I hope. And it will. I hope. It will. You know, you know what I would like to see, for real? Um, yeah, I would well. like to see Moxley come on out. 
I'd like to see Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall coming on out, but literally slice their neck open with a razor blade on the way out. So oh blood God. just dripping down their chest. And then they get into the ring and Evil Uno is saying, I made them do that. I have the evil power. And then you have Brody Lee and he's like, I'm a businessman. We are not crazy. And then fucking Evil Uno looks at him in the eye and says, cut your own throat. And then Brody Lee just fucking cuts his throat with a razor blade and drops to the ground and Evil Uno stands in the ring. And all those fucking people take off their business suit shirts and they have spandex underneath of them. And they form a chair and Evil Uno sits in the blood of Brody Lee and Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall. And then QT Marshall takes off his skin and he's a fucking skeleton. And he's climbing around all over the ring through the blood. And this is the first match. Mine just showed all this is going to be impacting all the rest the whole entire pay-per-view and they're just gonna crawl around and then dustin rhodes takes off half of his skin only half the other half stays and he's a half skeleton and inside there he's glowing gold and we are sitting here on the edge of our seats wondering what's gonna happen next and it fades to black as tony shivani says we gotta go (laughs) i was with you up until like eight seconds in Uh, and you took you took a too too sharp of a turn there for me, buddy. You see, JG, yeah, that's you why you're not allowed to leave. You mentioned uh, MJF earlier, so the next match is MJF and <laughs> Marcus Dunn. I'm gonna be- I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear any of that shit. <laughs> All right. So what did what you think happened? about MJF? I just blacked out. What just happened? I don't even know. <laughs> Oh, MGF is is awesome. I don't know. I don't. That's all I'm going to say right now. Eh, no, he's overrated. His skills are terrible. His, he done. can't talk. He's really? a jabroni. Yeah. Wow. Well, <clears throat> takes one to know one. But I'll tell you what, MGF, <laughs> you must be looking in a mirror because MGF is as tan as tan can be. He's walking no, around with the, Brett Baker the, is tan as tan can be. Well, they're probably tanning together. Adam Cole better watch out for that MJF. That's all I got to (laughs) say. No, for real. MJF was perfect in this match. This was the best Marco stunt squash match yet. Um, I I mean, from him faking off balance, he was like this, like going Mm -hmm. like this. And then it goes like, and and it's just everything. The choke lift that Mm -hmm. he looked like he was picking up by his neck and and then he made it eat his own damn freaking booger. I mean, he did everything right. That was hilarious. I got to say one thing. This match started off with a very awkward bear hug that lasted a little too long. Yeah. I don't know. In that bear hug. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know if there was some humor amongst the two men during this bear hug, but I felt like maybe during the first 30 seconds, MJF was like, let's just hold this a couple extra seconds to make everybody in the back laugh. And then Marco stunt. He got such a weird shape back. He always got his uh, ass. <laughs> out. Um, it just made for a very funny moment. Cause I, 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 this kind of stuff I think is funny when they just go one, two, three, 45 seconds too long on something, uh, you know, kind of like you guys let me go a little while ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's the stuff that makes me laugh. And so, this match was good. When I talk, I've been smashing Marco's stunt for quite some time, just like everybody else in the goddamn division. But um, this was a good, perfect one for Marco's stunt. This is a believable one. Uh, you know, obviously we know where, where MJF stands in the in the company and everything, and he's going to win this match. But, you know, in a, in a normal day, if a pay-per-view ain't around the corner, I could see a Marco stunt getting the roll-up and the win. Do you know what I've seen? Yeah. JG's are now with the emote. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what I'm talking about. You said you were going to leave. Instead, you're sticking around. And that's because Jimmy T said if you leave, he's going to rip your teeth right out of your head. And he's going to serve them to you for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then tomorrow, <laughs> he's going to take his own teeth out of his head. He's going to make you eat those two. So stick around because he don't want to lose his teeth. That's and the right. ridicule coming on in. Oh, brother. <laughs> what I thought hey. one of the best parts of this match with MJF was when he caught him up in the in the uh, apron of the ring. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He caught him up in the apron, went to hit him, and hit his own hands against the against the ring apron and made good. it look like he hurt himself. That that was just the little details like that make MJF the best man, best heel in the business. Right now. You know, a couple of notes I saw, the, 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 you mentioned the picking the nose and the eating it thing. I mean, I've never, ever, ever seen that maneuver fucking hilarious. And Marco sold it very well, spitting all over the place like it's the most disgusting thing he's ever had in his mouth. I doubt it. And so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Marco really pulled off some good maneuvers in this match. Uh, you know, a lot of times you see these people flying, flying all over the place. They think they're going to break their necks. Marco always feels, I feel comfortable with him doing these flippies. And uh, I don't think that he's going to hurt himself. He doesn't seem breakable for real. And I know he is. He takes a bruise and a bump just like you and me. But the thing with Marco is he's smart about it. He's quick about it, and he's so easily maneuverable. These guys, these muscle men that can throw people around, they're they able yeah. to help him without even showing it. So he gets these quick hurricane runners, and he did this one front flip off the top rope into a hurricane runner that threw uh, MJF into the corner, and I thought that was just really well done. Uh, crisp, smooth, clean maneuver, and, and, and MJF sold. He sells. He sells really good, but I want to make yes. one mention real quick. MJF and did himself the Ric Flair strut from the corner of the ring to the other corner of the ring. I read a new story. I read a new story. Ric Flair is not under contract from the WWE. They made it a point. Dan Meltzer himself, Dave Meltzer, whatever the hell his name is, made a point to say that. Coming up, we got ourselves a pay-per-view. And that leads us to... That would be cool. I would love to see... I'd love to see the Nature Boy... Well, that leads you to the next thing, right? That leads you to Jake the Snake Roberts and Arn Anderson. I've never seen the Nature Boy in the ring with the Jake the Snake Roberts, just like we never seen Arn Anderson in the ring talking to Jake the Snake. What did you think of this little segment here where we have the two icons, the legends, the talk, the speakeasies, the ones you want to hear in the ring sitting across the table eight, six feet apart? Six, eight feet apart, yeah. I mean, I thought it was cool. I loved the second half of it better than the first half. I I thought the part where Arn Anderson was like, Mike Tyson's going to be everywhere he wants to be in here. And he's going to be up in the ceiling. And you're not going to throw that snake on him. Like, what? Huh? That's the biggest. You ever ever go to a schoolyard and you're like, I'm going to kick your ass. And the guy's like, well, the teacher's going to be here. The teacher's (laughs) going to. What are you going to do? You're going to fight the teacher too? (laughs) Mike Tyson don't have no. the lamest thing. Mike Tyson's a bad guy. Okay, Mike Tyson, for real, in the cusp of the moment, ate a man's ear to win. (laughs) That's what happens with Mike Tyson. Okay, we like him. We thought he was funny in the hangover. He's got a funny voice, and we all laugh. But Mike Tyson, in the heat of the moment, his instinct is to win by biting your fucking ear off of your fucking head in real life. He ain't Cody Rhodes. He ain't Cody Rhodes' friend. Could you imagine if he comes in and and Cody wins the match and what happens is 
Tyson goes to present the belt, and he when he goes to it, he goes for the hug. He bites his ear. They they slice his ear a little bit, and then Mike Tyson comes back. He takes off his special guest referee shirt because he's gonna be, and it's underneath. He's got the Murder Hawk uh, merch on. That'd be awesome. <laughs> now it's been a long time, but that's what he did against Shawn Michaels versus uh, yeah. Stone Cold. I, I think if I remember correctly, he was. On the side of Stone Cold at the end of it all. If I'm, if I'm, I don't remember. Ricky, you might have. To I have only to remember the part where he sided with uh, DX. Because I was okay. That's right. He started doing crotch chops. I was literally there when it happened. I just can't remember because um, I wanted to pour piss on Shawn Michaels' face. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. He 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 did a uh, double cross on both crop. of them. I like Cream Fire because, hold on, I like Cream Fire a lot because when I think of his name, I think of Crops. And when I think of Crops, I think of Jimmy T's sweet can, a cream smile, sweet corn. (laughs) And I just brush my teeth with it right before the show. Oh, man. I'll tell you what, though. Jake had a good line in there, and I'm going to start using it because it sounds like something I'd say. You Where you say, uh, we all have dreams and nightmares, but we know those aren't real. But we That's all know Lance Archer's real. I'm going to start saying that about myself. I mean, this show jacks my gosh damn gimmick every day. I'm going to start that. jacking some of their shit now. I think That's you should jack, I think you should jack it right. right off. But I think that the other line I liked a lot, he says, hey, Arn, you're looking thick. <laughs> I thought that I thought that was what you were gonna use because I was looking I was looking at your one year stream and I saw you a year ago and Alpha, you looking thick. Yeah, you're goddamn right. I've been doing squats. <laughs> did you ever? Did anyone think that a man who can't lift his arm over his uh, nipples and another man who literally couldn't stand up when he had to tr- stand up as fast as possible? Did Did you think either one of them was gonna hit each other? Not even a little bit. Jake was looking for the referees before the referees even came around that corner. He pulled Shivani into the middle. That was a a botch. But I will say, I will say, I got excited for a minute to think maybe one day in the future we'll at least get to see that spine buster because Arn can throw it. You don't need both arms to throw a spine buster. And uh, I like how he said, did y'all hear Jake is doing that DDP yoga? Well, I hope he's nice and limber for when I spine buster his ass. And Jake got up. As fast oh, as Jake could. Good. He's like literally, literally doing one of these things like 40 times just to get out of his seat. Um, but, you know, this also goes back one more time before, <laughs> we, before we draw this out way too hard. Jake the Snake Roberts has come a long fucking way. And, I, you know, just the idea that he could potentially, maybe in a year's time, get himself slimmed down about 125 pounds to be able to, to, to fight on Anderson or somebody. I mean, it's not going to happen, but just the idea would be cool as fuck. And another thing is I never realized how big Jake the Snake Roberts really is, especially compared to Arn Anderson and Tony Schiavone. He looked like a, a, a giant in there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's, he's a big, big dude. He's a big boy. Yeah. But the one thing the one thing I, I have to say I wish they would have did differently is I wish they wouldn't have did it in the ring. I wish this would have been a backstage tape sub, sub, uh, video. Segment, yeah. Yeah, segment. Why? That's Pre- the word. Pre-recorded thing, not in the – yeah, like a more like it. a vignette type thing. You know, well, though, because... they, they do that, then it doesn't feel the same. This was actually these two in the ring together. Um, and, you know, maybe it's in, in their, you know, the wonder years. But uh, you still got to see it. Um, oh, yeah. I think what's going to happen next, my, my opinion for real, 
is that Jake the Snake is going to come on out. He's going to cut his throat with a razor blade. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm just kidding. I'm just, just kidding. Okay. kidding. No, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> I think what's going to happen next, I think, um, you know, <laughs> I hope that we see the formation of the of the, of the the four horsemen here in the AEW. I really do. I've been some of the stable I really always wanted to see back again. And I think, you know, who knows how it's going to turn out. Um, I, Lance Archer would be a good member. Uh Obviously, MJF doing the strut, Wardlow. I mean, the Four Horsemen, if they're ever going to come back and they actually want to be a serious contender, you know, for the stables, maybe make them a bunch of the big dudes. You know, Wardlow, MJF, Lance Archer, and, uh, you know, uh, somebody else. I don't know. Kip Sabian fucks somebody else. I don't know. Jeez. But uh, what do you think? Do you think, if, you think Ric Flair has a chance coming out at double or nothing? No. Absolutely, yeah. That's what I like to see, a split down There's the always a chance. Confident no and a confident yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying he's going to, but I think there's definitely a chance. Yeah, okay. I I can see that. I think it'd be awesome. And I think yeah. it'd be awesome if he was MJF's protege. Well, protege, you know, other way around. Well, I but, will say there is uh, an empty, vacant spot in the casino ladder match that... <laughs> you think it's gonna be the nature boy in the ladder <laughs> match <laughs> no i have i have a pretty good idea on who's it gonna be but <laughs> okay so let's talk about it because next on my notes that's actually what i got because they, they showed the uh promo there what who do you think it's yeah. gonna be let's let's see who we all think and then they're gonna listen to me make it happen real quick like they did with corn swoggle that one time i think it's gonna be drew gulag bless you who Drew Gulag. <laughs> Gulag. You think you're going to be going into Call of Duty and trying to get a win <laughs> after a loss? Is that what you're talking about? Who's well, Drew Gulag? Drew Gulag is, um, he used to wrestle with the best friends and Orange Cassidy in, in, in uh, Indies. His contract just expired from WWE, so he does not have a non-compete clause. And you know, he's pretty agile, and he just had a really big match with Daniel Bryan on WWE, so. I'm going to tell you right now, if it ain't pack, if it ain't pack, it don't make sense. If it ain't pack, it's whack? Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I want to nice. hear all the 21s in the chat that think it's going to be pack. None. Okay, so I'm going to go with another WWE release. I'm going to say it's Rusev. Holy crap. Wait, did they be... release Rusev? Yeah. They released him like two months ago, brother. Yeah. He doesn't even use Rusev anymore. He goes by Miro. Marvelous. That's... Marvelous Mark Miro. That'd be a pretty good one. I'd like that, but I think it's going to be yeah. Pac. I mean, they even did the whole Pac thing with him wearing the mask and not wearing the mask and doing the little... I liked his little vignette there, that little scary thing. Pac is one hell of a wrestler. Uh, we haven't seen him since he wrestled Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy's in the match. He's calling out Orange Cassidy. You got yourself Darby Allen in there. Pac Darby Allen, good little matchup there. Pac's going to be doing flip-floppies off the top of the, uh, the ladders. Um, and what do they got to collect? Just one little chip? Yeah, and it's I mean, for what? the number one contender. Just put title. it in your pocket. Pretend you, you know, take a different one. <laughs> I won. You're all about some cheating today. Come he, he brought Pack up, and he had a damn good vignette. That was a damn good vignette, and they yeah. played it right after Darby Allen's vignette. 
Yeah. And you know what? I like how they let Darby Allen do these vignettes. That he, I think he's making them himself, and he's submitting them, and they're showing them on the show. And yeah. I think Darby Allens are cool, but I'm having a hard time reading the story in his. When I watch Pax, I think, gosh, damn. That was that was a damn good fucking vignette. Right there's there. a reason yeah. I joke around. I say Raven, but there's a reason Raven never really. Um, he was a superstar. He was a champion in ECW. He brought him in. He he, he rose to the top. But a lot of that was his politics behind the scenes. He's a long time Johnny Polo. Uh, but Raven never really. A lot of people, even depressed people, don't see themselves like that. Okay, he doesn't. Uh, Darby Allen sitting in the corner doing the Raven thing doesn't doesn't feel comfortable for a lot of people. Maybe that's the point. All I see is Seattle when I look at him. But, you know, the thing is, Darby Allen just ain't sitting at home with people. They want to see him flipping and flopping and jumping and jiving. They don't want to see him crying. Okay, And these, these little promos are cool, but like you said, there ain't no story. Now, if if his goal is to just hate everybody and not like anybody and, and uh, you know, he's over here gotten little masks for everybody, good. Good time, but I'll tell you what. You you put Darby Allen in the ring versus the Luchasaurus. Who's supposed to win that? Okay, the fans want the Luchasaurus. I'd imagine. I'd imagine, but I don't know. But that was the funniest mask that he made was the Luchasaurus mask. <laughs> I thought that was good. And what do you think about the fire on a ladder? I mean, I know that was badass. A little that foreshadowing. Oh, that's a good that's a good point. You think somebody's gonna get lit on fire and burn to death? Uh, What's gonna happen is Darby oh, Allen's gonna be. Cla- <laughs> 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 they're gonna botch the they're gonna botch the stop, drop, and roll, and he's gonna burn to death right there. Oh, there. Wow. And they're all hey, gonna think you? it's part of the gimmick, and he's his hands are gonna be stuck because they're also gonna have electricity. Ever see someone touch a electric wire? They can't get off it because the hands are stuck on it. <laughs> he's gonna be like, I'm fucking burning on fire and electricity, <laughs> and everyone's gonna be like, Darby, Darby, <laughs> and. Uh, and then somebody's going to come out and slit their throat, aren't they, Gene? <laughs> that's, the, that's exactly what's going to happen. Alpha, the cover of blood is going to be running from the tippy top <laughs> of the Titan Tron all the way down the aisle, all the way up into your bedroom. <laughs> so did you guys see the pack, the pack video promo in the background with yes. uh, the TV? How it, it was, was just playing the Phoenix kick over and over and <laughs> over loop. and over again. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You know that you know that hurt in real life if that's what they're gonna do. You know that oh, hurt. They yeah. just they're just showing it over because Orange Cassidy was probably like, fuck, dude. The Man, fuck? that was such a good spot. And then when Orange Cassidy walks out and then you see Ray Phoenix like you see him try to do that thing again, and this is all Orange Cassidy does. Yeah, not okay. So that was awesome. <laughs> he just steps away. <laughs> that this was match- such a perfect freaking uh that was a perfect spot. That did was, you see yeah. what Ray Phoenix did? He walked over to the corner, kind of like stretched out, bent over, touched his toes a couple times. <laughs> the beginning now, of that match was so perfect. Ray Phoenix was just – he was going 150%, and Orange Cassidy was just like – Now, did you see in the beginning here, this matchup, <laughs> Ray Phoenix pulls off a maneuver. Uh, I forget what it was, but it was very early in the match, and he does a flippy onto his uh, – he rolled his right foot. And he, he kind of stumbled a little bit, and that's when he went outside the ring and to walk it off. Yeah, I, I think that's notice. why he I think that's why he got himself injured later because, uh, you know, 
because Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian let him fall on his back. Had nothing to do with his foot. <laughs> so they crazy. were they botched that catch, dude. Oh my god! And then and then look, look, this match was awesome. It had so yeah. many reversals. Orange Cassidy keeping up with Ray Phoenix in itself is an accomplishment. I yeah. mean, he's dodging kicks left and right. He's a good wrestler. Um, he puts on a good show. I didn't know well, he's been him. wrestling for sixteen years. Orange yeah, Cassidy. I, didn't I wouldn't really call it wrestling. Rest. He's been doing that same gimmick for quite some time now. <laughs> I mean, that, that's still. I mean, he has perfected the pockets. Econelanes uh, in the house. Oh my gosh! When he blocked that maneuver by just putting his hands in his pockets while oh. he was on the top rope. Oh my gosh, man! I just love good. everything Orange Cassidy does. It's just everything he does just gets a big pop out of the big pink machine. <laughs> He's That's a good, awesome, he's a good, uh, he's a good wrestler, but I hope he breaks his neck and never comes back again because Jimmy Thompson don't like no orange Cassidy. He don't like no orange juice and Jimmy Thompson don't like no orange crops. The only thing that I like is cream corn and Jimmy Thompson does not endorse orange Cassidy for the record. So now, so, but you endorse Ray Phoenix? Hell yeah. Ray Phoenix. Guys putting his life on the line, trying to do flippers all over the place, trying to make us cheer for them, even though there ain't nobody in the crowd. Ray <laughs> Phoenix got a tag team partner for his life, and he's over here saying, I'm going to get a world title shot, brother. I'm going to leave you behind in the dust because it's about me. You can't get a visa. I can. I'm out. Peace. I don't like it. I don't like it when they do. When they get on that top rope with a jump and then they flip their entire body with another jump onto that topper. I don't like that maneuver. I don't like it every time I see it. It scares me because you don't see that too often except for when Ray Phoenix does it, but he loves to get up there and just do a, a hop. And then this time he break his neck or something on the back hip or whatever. <laughs> it's but how about, so, so two things I want to talk about. It. How about the, the, the plancha from the apron to the top rope into a sunset flip off the top rope to try and pin Orange Cassidy. That was a thing of pure beauty. I got that written beauty. down. That was beautiful. Pure beauty. And and then that uh, after after the the bump that he took mm. and fought on his back and and that sickening thud that we we heard. I mean, everybody's still trying to like gasp up. Everybody's trying to figure <laughs> out what's going on. And then you have. Cole Cabana's Cole fat Cabana, ass. Yeah. Gives <laughs> no fucks. Cole Cabana. Like, <laughs> <laughs> My old man fuck. man is still coming in with that moonsault right over top of Phoenix's picture, dead ass. <laughs> picture perfect moonsault. You literally can hear the referee going, he's not doing good. He's not. Somebody else is like, oh, shit. And then Cole Cabana with the best moonsault I've ever seen just flipping right over, followed by... A super dangerous maneuver from Orange Cassidy just Orange throw Cassidy. me. Just throw me. Where, where the best friends throw his ass. <laughs> and chuck me. while Ray Phoenix has, has a broken L2, 3, 4, and 5 on the ground. You know, Ray Phoenix couldn't close his legs. His hip hurt so bad. He literally had one leg up in the air because he's like the way he's laying. And the referee oh, tried. I, I watched it three times. Referee come over, try to try to put his knee down, try to close it. <laughs> And Ray Phoenix yep. was like, no, <laughs> like, fuck what are you doing? <laughs> it's like you see someone hurt their back and you go shake him real quick. This guy, Ray it's Phoenix, like, it's hurt. like Mike Tyson in there. I broke my back. The referee's <laughs> like, you what? He's like, spinal. <laughs> oh, man. So it's a pretty good match. Ended with Ray Phoenix with a clean win. Um, thought it was pretty good. Clean? Uh, that wasn't clean? 
That was clean. That was clean. He, Kip he Sabian didn't do shit. Rolled him up. That no, was clean. He he was clean low, low, and then he rolled him up, didn't he? I, I yeah. didn't see. I didn't see nothing, Ricky. You, you <laughs> would be wise, Ricky. You would be right, wise, referee, to turn your eyes and advert the direction of Ray Phoenix when he's going for his maneuver. Sometimes, okay, just a warning to you. <laughs> you don't yeah, always have to I'll, see I'll what sure you want to see. Sometimes he got what it's was best. coming to him from hitting him with that low blow. He, he broke right. his back. Oh my god! <laughs> it was a pretty good ending mm. though, and I like how the Kip Sabian come on out and uh, you know done his little thing and flip his. They, off the you top. know, they queued up that ladder match pretty good with that. I think because uh, wasn't that everybody that was in there except for Rusev? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about it real quick. I got uh, I got us a little a little something here. So on this match got? right here. We got ourselves double or nothing casino, Latimer Royale, cream of corn, cream of the top cop. And uh, okay, okay, so who do we have? Who do we, we have? We got ourselves have... Cole Cabana, Frankie Kazarian, uh-huh. Ray Phoenix, yes, Darby yes, Allen, Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus. Uh-huh. Luchasaurus is in this thing. You got Kit Sabian, Orange Cassidy, and uh, uh, SCU, uh, what's his name there? Scorpio Sky. Hmm. And one other person. So, so okay, first of all, why are they putting one tag team in there? Because I think Scorpio Sky is going bad. Yeah, I think, he's, I think he's turning because they team. they had those packages for him, how he joined SCU and and he's everything such a nice like guy. that. Now that he's in the him and Sky are going to be climbing up the ladder at the same time, and they don't know who's going to get the chip first, and then Sky yep. is going to kick him straight right in yeah. the piece. Scorp <laughs> right in the, <laughs> the what what. No, no, Scorpio Sky would be a good beat, heel. You ever heard of one? Mm-mm, the only thing I I've ever heard cob. of is a corn cob pipe. <laughs> no, uh, Scorpio Sky would be a good, good heel. He was, uh, you know, he does the whole. Uh, this is the worst town I've ever been to. They all do it, but he does deliver best. Uh, watched a little bit of that. Uh, being the elite, he's uh, he's a funny guy, but he also has that side to him. And uh, they need some good heels. In the in the AEW that that can rival the level of Chris Jericho, because all yeah. these other jabronis you got MJF, uh, I guess they got a lot of heels, but uh, Scorpio Sky be another good one. It seems like they're doing away with the triple tag team division for right now, so I mean fuck it, right? Just throw them in the mix. Yeah. So um, after this match, it moved right on into a tag team match for both of the matches that are on the pay per view with the women. We got. Uh, Chris Statlander and uh, Hikaru Shida taking on uh, Nyla Rose and uh, Britt Baker, DMD. What do y'all think of this match? Alpha you can get that graphic. You can get that graphic out of, out of here, Jenny. We're not talking about that anymore, brother. <laughs> Ricky wants to move on. We're moving on, brother. If we're moving on, uh, we're talking you, about this ladies' match. <laughs> Let me tell you, you know, something. <laughs> you Tony know, Shabani. the ladies' match was fine. The ladies' match was fine. Um, I thought the best part of it was when Britt Baker refused to tag in. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was magic. She She's the best her. heel. She's a better heel than Nyla Rose. She does. She does do it good. Oh, by far, because because Nyla is annoying. No. Britt Baker, the, the when she was a face, she was annoying. But as a heel, she's perfect. Pop smart like that Nyla Rose with the kendo stick, bitch. 
I thought that was funny. He was crying, laughing. Um, but he thought no, that was something else. Didn't he? he did. He was laughing hard. Um, I like the beginning of this matchup when they come on out and uh, uh, you got Statlander booping everybody, and uh, you're booping everybody. Oh, in the you crowd. hear the thing about Tony Schiavone? <laughs> and then Tony Schiavone says, he says, uh, Jr. says, Tony, Tony's been booped many times. <laughs> Tony He's like, says, it's been a while. Been. <laughs> And then they're laughing. He goes, yeah, they it's all been laugh. a long while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Shivani. I just love, I love the, the, I love the freedom that these uh, commentators have. Uh, they just, that, that was a good one this week. But this match was good. I mean, the double power bomb to, to Britt Baker with Nyla Rose's body was pretty solid. Uh, that looked like it hurt. Oh, and, um, when she actually, like, broke her knee yeah. from <laughs> – 250 pounds of Nyla Rose falling on it. Did you see her face? She was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then JR says, you know, she's billed at 175. <laughs> I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like she's a bit yeah. bigger than that. In and then Tony says, and Tony says, Tony says to him, well, why don't you ask her? And he's like, well, she's an athlete. I guess I could. <laughs> <laughs> No fucks given. Jr. is just the best Jr. there's ever been, <laughs> except for when he did that whole match by himself. That was boring as fuck. But uh, that Hager, yeah. you know, Moxley. Yeah. But, oh, man. Um, you know, this was a good one, uh, Ricky. What do you, what do you think of, of the women's division as we progressed this far, going on to a year, year and a half now? It is w- it is way further than I expected it to be, and you got Britt Baker. You got a good face coming up, and um. You know who Statlander's starting to grow on me. I mean, I don't know why, but she's actually starting to grow on me. It's actually part and of her magical skills. <laughs> I think so. She has <laughs> the ability of telekinesis. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I like I like they have decent storylines, and and it's not it's not it doesn't feel forced. It, yeah. It's good shit, man. They, I agree. They're doing and, it right. And I'll tell you when when uh, Sheeta gets in the ring, we got ourselves the double grabbers over here. Okay. And we're Holy gonna have. Yeah, did you see when she hit old? Uh, oh, finger who was it? She hit her with the vaginal. I mean, the vertical suplex. <laughs> yeah, uh, poor Britt Baker getting hurt all four <laughs> ways yeah. in one. Oh, dude, God. she held nothing back with that vertical suplex. She she like couldn't wait. Man zoomed in on it too. <laughs> it was. Now, the question is, what happens if she does that to Nyla Rose? That's the question of the hour. Too sweet to be sour. Funky like a monkey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to find out. I think she's just going to get her all the way up, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, really? <laughs> you think she's going to get her fully erect? I mean, like the suplex up and the down. The suplex, a vertical suplex all the yeah, way yeah. up. As yeah. stiff and straight as can be. Anyways. You guys you ever know, watch? Like uh, I said, I've watch... mentioned this before. <laughs> oh, go ahead, go right. ahead, go ahead, brother. I was going to try to get us off the subject, but you can take us even further I'm, into it if you want. I'm actually going to back away. Jimmy's going to oh, back okay. away. Please clip that. Now, <laughs> I mentioned, I mentioned that the best part of this match was Britt Baker refusing to tag in, and then they cut to commercial right then. Yeah, and they said that you saw it on picture to picture. They yeah, didn't have doesn't no work picture. for me. And um, they come in and they explain that the ref forced her to tag in. You can't do that on a commercial break. Right. That was the best part of the whole match. Britt Baker doing that. And then when we come back, she's in. 
Yeah. Come on. You got to have a little more sense than that. Nyla Rose tried to choke the life out of her when she didn't tag in. And and, uh, that was definitely missed. You barely seen it in picture in a picture. And then the ref did make her come in the ring, which was a good. It was a good, it was a good thing to her character as yeah. as she is a heel like that. Well, you know, yeah. heels go after heels sometimes, and I think Brett Baker being a the, the better heel here, a true heel, getting choked out by the other heel, the champion heel, that only adds to her stock. It really does. Getting her yeah. leg broken by the weight of the other heel. <laughs> I imagine we're gonna see another good promo coming up next week on Crutches, saying how am I supposed to change teeth if I got no knee? You know, I, I just can't wait. <laughs> But, um, you know, yeah. this was a pretty good match. We got the ending of this matchup, uh, table time coming on up. Beast Bomb, clean win, Nyla Rose. And then you get yourself Sheeta and Statlander getting up on top. Sheeta gets that suplex through the table, gets some retribution as a preempt to the, the table match. I know. Doing. I know why it is now that uh, Chris Statlander's growing on Ricky. I know it's because <laughs> when Statlander came in there and about started making out with Hikaru Shida, not only was she growing on Ricky, a little something was growing on Ricky as well. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Statlander literally fell in love in, in 10 seconds? <laughs> she, She's like, I'm going to help Shida. And then Shida got hurt from that suplex and she just fucking caressed her hair and put her hand on her lower no, back. No. So I, like, I thought they were going to start making out. You ever. Like, you ever see that uh, Bruno movie <laughs> when the two dudes at the end just start making out? I thought we were about to see a little bit of that going on. But, oh, uh, man. Stanley has was... got some moves, and, she, you know, every week she's getting better. I think Stanley's not a bad wrestler, and, and uh, she got a weird gimmick, but you know what? You don't forget it. Um, and, yeah, and, uh, right. This whole thing, this whole quadro matchup here, to create a double tag team, they all kind of hate each other, love each other, whatever. Uh, good thing, good times. Um, <laughs> you know, and... Uh, that leads us to a John Moxa promo, and uh, the only highlight of that one, I think he says uh, that uh, the, the Dark Order's a bunch of dudes in creepy gimp masks. I thought that was a, another funny quip. <laughs> These are what I like yeah. about uh, John Moxa. Little quips. Little quips. Come on out and get a little quip out and then get the fuck out of my camera. You know what? Just by what? Like, I thought, I thought that was funny, too, but I hope Moxley loses. I'm ready to be done with that. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you on that one. Totally it's agree. sad when you'd rather have the dork order be the champion than John Moxley, but that's where we are. That's the that's world we live in. We expected, we expected the Hulkster. We got Hollywood. That's just how 2020's been, brother. Yep. Oh man, that that's well What y'all said. think? What y'all think of the Sean Sean Spears News Network? I <laughs> love it. I that's fucking perfect. love it. I've I seen want more of that. I've seen that exact template. I almost downloaded it. Did you really? <laughs> mm-hmm. I've seen the exact one. I know which one it is. I'll probably get it for next week. But Jimmy Thompson's Cream Corn, Cream Style Cream, Sweet Corn News Network. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny angle. I loved how he came in, said that old uh, Dustin Rhodes was retired, and then said that he was fighting Dustin Rhodes at the end of the thing. And, I like that. And then they like immediately announced it. He's like, they just talked about doing it, but we're <laughs> going to go ahead and promote it. And Sean Spears and Dustin Rhodes at double or nothing. Yeah, that's a way to get yeah. the, the still make him say, is he going to make it? Is he dead yeah. really or not? And then QT Marshall going to come on out with that razor blade. <laughs> it's going to be so good. If he even shows a glimpse of a razor blade, you're all going to be on your toes. Tony Khan, make it happen. 
Come on, please. <laughs> just make him weird. Please, honestly, just for real, just make QT Marshall fucking weird. Just make him awkward and weird. Not weird <laughs> like he's a geek weird. I'm talking about make him act weird in the ring like Sheeta does, <laughs> but make him a man. <laughs> <laughs> like, like do the suplex but grab him straight by the cock yes. <laughs> and, then, oh, and then every man. time he does it you know what would be funny every time he does you know, something like that apologize to the opponent like I am so sorry for grabbing <laughs> your dick right now oh cause he's just, like a coach too yep. yeah yeah. you know what he could be Question the gold touching. Remember Papa gold dust talking about. gold dust was weird yeah. QT dust. Just have him come on out and be QT dust. I don't even care. Apple, Just make him be apple, apple dust. dust. Apple sauce. <laughs> have him come out oh, be apple go. sauce. So what no, y'all think? What y'all think of this Sammy Guevara Matt Hardy match? Oh, I like this. I like this match. Now the question that I had in this match was, who was the baby face and who right. was the heel? I know because I know. Because it, it looked like Sammy was John fucking Cena out there. He, he was, <laughs> Sammy yeah, Guevara he could be anything. He didn't he do the to tongue be. out. He didn't do the spin Rooney. He didn't do the like. Uh, he usually like steps on somebody's face and flexes them when he mm -hmm. when he's going to pin. He didn't do any of that. Right. But when you're wrestling, he, Sammy's what twenty three, right? Looking 26. like a champion. Twenty six, twenty five. Yeah. I don't care. And then you got yourself a three thousand and twelve year old man. He looked pretty good against him. <laughs> he looked pretty good. And Sammy Guevara is the Greek god, Spanish god, whatever god he wants to be. Um, he doesn't even yeah. need the inner circle. Okay, he doesn't need him. He has him, doesn't need him. Sammy Guevara, right. in his prime, is going to put Matt Hardy in his prime to shame. It's a shame that Matt Hardy's prime was 2,910 years ago. <laughs> so... You know, I liked how uh, Sammy was was mocking the uh, the Matt Hardy stuff. He hell when he did that, and then he <laughs> laughed. That was a good. That was a good spot. Yeah. I mean, I think the inner circle should do more of that yeah. and like do this thing when they're on the top of the ropes and and then mock them and stuff like that. I think that's a good angle, especially when the character is so freaking weird as broken Matt Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. They should come out talking like that and making fun of it and mocking it and doing the exact same thing he's doing, but it sounds stupid because it is stupid. I'm yeah. feeling that Jericho don't like it in real life. I'm feeling Jericho don't find it funny just like us. I think Jericho has a very good sense of humor. Um, I think that there's a – but you know what? As we get older and the white hair starts coming on in and the wiseness of Jimmy T, you know, Sometimes you ain't going to understand the game like Minecraft. You know what I mean? It's just going to everyone loves it, but you're going to look at it and say it's a bunch of shit. Yeah. And everyone's going to say, what are you talking about? Well, you know what? You ever play yourself some Pitfall? You ever play yourself some Mountain King? Okay. <laughs> Those are the games that put you on a challenge. Okay. You get a thousand lives today. Back in the day, you got one and you couldn't yep. continue. So to make it easy for these young trappers. And I'll tell you what, Jericho don't like it. He don't understand it just like we don't. And Jericho knows how to do business, and he don't see any business going on with this Damascus. He don't see it. He don't understand it. But he respects Matt Hardy, and he's going to put up with it until this angle's over. And then Jericho's going to go on tour. He's going to do his fozzy. He's going to come on back. He's going to win that fucking title back because he is the champ. He will always be the champ. He's the funniest guy there is. 
Gotcha. So what did y'all think about the line with uh, with JR where he said, Matt Hardy's been wrestling for 27 years and Sammy Guevara is 26 years old? That's an interesting line. That is crazy to think. I, rem- that- I remember when they started. I mean, I've been around for 45, 50, 60 years. <laughs> that corn keeps you young, man. Looking good uh, for 60. You're almost as old as broken Matt Hardy, brother. Almost. Getting the up, that's why I don't understand. I don't understand oh, why I just... <laughs> just just now hearing of this man, I just don't understand. I think we've both been around a while. But Sammy getting barefoot again was a little weird. I don't know why. Yeah, why why do they keep going to that gimmick with him? I thought the foot bite was hilarious. I'm gonna tell why you. Why do that, they keep going back to that that one one shoe gimmick on old? Uh, I, I'm Sam. gonna have to start looking around. I I don't think that we're the only program that they watch. Okay, they're probably getting their ideas from somewhere else. We gotta go look for another show here on Twitch for one foot, uh, one no shoe, something like that, uh, and then we'll find <laughs> out what else they're watching because it seems like they're following along a, a pretty simple program here and uh sammy keep your shoes on okay it's gonna hurt your ankle it's not a good thing for 26 <laughs> years old okay? not a good idea how do you um, like how, toe go ahead alpha the the, the 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 spot where sammy blocked the twist of fate at the beginning with the handstand that was a cool spot i mean oh yeah I, they spoiled that shit for me on twitter but when i seen that uh before i <laughs> get that foot out of here you nasty bastard before i bite it because I'm over three thousand years old, Pop's but when the greatest referee, when, when they uh, <laughs> when they uh, did that, when they spoiled that for me on Twitter, I, I get upset when they do that. I, I'll which, mention it. Which once. spot? Which spot you talking again. about? Which Where spot? he blocked the twist of fate with the handstand. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, I mean, cool. he did it. Go ahead. It's cool when they it's cool when they come up with different ways to counter moves and stuff. Yeah. Hell yeah. Now, I mean. Um, it's working for them. The social media presence is pretty good. And I like the little clips that they make with the little frame around them. I don't know where they got that idea from, but, um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, spoiler alert, we did it first and then I stopped, but, uh, for a little bit, I'll get it back up and go. But, um, I think overall, this was just a good matchup, a good setup, a good introduction right there. That hat, the corn hat, the good introduction too. What we have coming, and the end of this really got me pumped up. Okay, at the end of this, we got ourselves all-out brawl in that football that stadium. Fun. And then yeah. out from the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Hang, man. <laughs> I've been waiting to see that for so damn long. And he it's just come too on long, out. hasn't it? Fucking jeans and a cowboy boots that man running all the way a hundred yards straight as fast <laughs> as a lightning bolt. We ain't gonna see him at the pay per view. He's gonna be on the Oakland Raiders starting next week, I think. <laughs> and he he still had some breath left in him, man. That takes a lot. He sprinted for a hundred yards and was still ready to keep sprinting like like yeah. Forrest Gump. Could go all the way. He looked good. Adam Page is ready. Running. Mm-hmm. And he still kept the gimmick up. He helped clean house, clothesline everybody, and then he walked the fuck away. Then he and kept he's... on running. Wow, he man! Kept running. Did you see the way running. he cleaned, um, cleaned his clock though when he hit that boy, that <laughs> big ass boy? <laughs> you talking about Hager? Yeah, yeah he, he hit did. Hager's, Hager's head bounced off the end zone. Did you see that? 
I, I did, did not. He, I didn't realize he got him that good. Holy shit. And then the young bucks <laughs> look pretty good. Oh yeah. yeah. But they're hurt. Uh, what's his what's his name? Jumps straight over the, the guy that was supposed to catch. <laughs> he didn't even come close, but he, he didn't sell that freaking he didn't sell that bump. He kept going, dude. No, yeah. that looked like that, that's a pretty unforgiving ground, too. I, I'm interested to see this matchup. This they said they're putting a ring in the center of that, that stadium. I don't know where they got that idea from, Alpha. I wonder where. <laughs> I don't know where they got the idea of putting a wrestling ring in the center of a giant fucking stadium, but I would love to know where they got that idea from. Uh, I got two words for you, Dilly Hard Sportatorium. I agree. Wow. Um, real quick, uh, and I know we don't we're running short on time, but let's just run through some of the key matchups. We, we, we got, got time, brother. It's cool. All right, we got ourselves. The, one of the main events of the evening, probably, it's going to be Cody Rhodes taking on Lance Archer with Mike Tyson presenting the belt. This is the first ever TNT championship. It's kind of like the Intercontinental, Intercontinental, whatever belt you want to call it, the Roadblock Championship. But it's going to be presented by Mike Tyson. He bit someone's ear off in the boxing match. Evander Holyfield <laughs> has less of an ear now in his real life. <laughs> that man is being celebrated, and he's going to be giving a belt out. In this it's match, because he in smokes the... weed, he sells the weeds now, everybody. Brother, everybody loves that. And he has a yeah. tiger, a big tiger too. <laughs> and he was in the Hangover, so everyone thinks he's cool now. Oh, it's a fucking great guy. He's a great human. <laughs> Raped his wife, beat the shit out of him. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, he did. He, he did he... not. <laughs> that's what, that's what he went to prison for. Tyson went to prison for. Okay. Am I wrong? He... Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. You, I mean, he's you're absolutely right, brother. He went to prison for that. Robin Gibbons or something, right? I've been around. Yeah. I know. I mean. Anyways. Anyways. So so we got ourselves this matchup in the corner of Cody Rhodes. If you're talking about Ricky's idol right here, you better yeah, watch your mouth, brother. He'll, he'll he's eject a good dude. your ass. He's a good dude. So you got yourself Brandy Rhodes, and you got yourself Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson's his manager, and he is a legend, okay? Brandy Rhodes is his wife, and literally two weeks ago, Jake the Snake Roberts, who's a wrestling legend who has gone down every dark alley you've ever seen, and he has pulled himself back up out of, into the light, and now he's the most evil manager there is. He practically raped Brandy Rhodes in the ring, and he even alluded to it. <laughs> he even alluded to it. He said, I hope I bump into her again. I thought, oh, man, I he know, even made Arn Anderson was, curl. So Arn Anderson's like, I can't fucking do this. I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> this fucking guy. That was so funny when he freaking basically... <laughs> Sexually molested yeah. that woman with a with Damien. Jake, Jake is the most evil semen person I've ever seen on TV, and he's just killing it right now with his attitude and his whole thing. So, um, this is gonna be a good matchup. Lance Archer is a newbie to the AEW. He came around literally at the start of COVID twenty one, and uh, he is now seeing himself in a title matchup with Cody Rhodes. This is one of the biggest matches of the entire card, and I can't wait. We also yeah. got ourselves the opener after the world title matchup. <laughs> this is John Moxley, who is the this current is champion. Not the, this isn't the curtain jerker, is it? For real? I don't know. I mean, it's it's the first match listed on the card. <laughs> it is. No so, way. No I way. Mean, on their website, it's the first picture. It's the first picture when you're scrolling down, and the last oh, one is. That's got to be the headliner. That's what. That's what nope. you do. You put the headliner on no. top. That's the one everybody wants to see, brother. 
Jericho's the headliner, and that's the last picture that they showed. So, but you got yourself Brody Lee, both these guys depicted from the WWE. They come on over to AEW. They're both big names in themselves. Uh, they're being different people now, but uh, you know they got the uh, the world title on the line. And you hear hear us talking about it. This one it doesn't entertain us as much as, uh, as some of these other cards, but this is a big one for the fans. A lot of people looking forward to this one. And uh, you know the the winner. I tell of this you one what, if they open with home. this, they're going to totally devalue that world heavyweight championship completely. Maybe it, TNT it titles be. a bigger. Maybe it's a bigger belt. It, it will be. I'll, I'll I'll value it more. What would you rather hold in your hand, the world or a stick of dynamite? Uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, we talked about this one earlier today. Uh, we got ourselves another world title matchup. This is for the females, and we got ourselves Nyla Rose, the first ever transgender fucking wrestler in the world, holding a championship belt. She's standing tall for everybody, and I love it. And she's going against the finger-banging Ikara Shida. <laughs> Ikara Shida, almost every matchup she's in, she puts her fingers where they shouldn't be against these women. And Nyla Rose did the same thing a couple times, so this is going to be a really interesting matchup. It's also a tables match or whatever matchup no disqualification we cannot wait because they've been building this sheeta up for quite some time and she's a nasty funny girl check out her instagram she got herself some good pictures on there whoa mm -hmm. <laughs> well we also got ourselves mjf versus the jungle boy mjf got himself wardlow in the corner and mjf is one of the best heels in the business he's a young man he is funny he is ruthless on twitter he told a kid that was in the hospital that he hope he dies um you know, for real. Like he, replied, he replied to his tweet and said, I hope you die. And then he said, oh, oh you crying. God. Oh, you know, then he then he had to, you know, that's when he hurt his toe or something or whatever and turned into this little sour sport. But uh, and the Jungle Boy is uh, if you ever watch that 90210, Luke Perry, that's his son. Can't you tell? But a little tiny picture below us. Um, that's his son in real life, Jungle Jack Perry. And he <laughs> is going against MJF. This is obviously a match that MJF's going to win. Jungle Boy is over. He's over. A lot of people like him. He's in a tag team, triple tag team with Marco Stunt. They use him to get squashed by every big man there is. He's about four foot two. And then you got Luchasaurus, who's a big dinosaur of a man, wears a mask. You'll, we'll talk about him in a second. But this is a good matchup for MJF coming on back. He's been off for a little while. And so uh, Jungle Jack Perry, Jungle Boy, um, hopefully he wins. From uh, if you're a good guy, but I hope he loses and dies in the ring. Damn. <laughs> we got ourselves a ladder match. We talked about this earlier. The winner of this matchup gets a world title championship matchup. So, who if you we want were, to win this match? Well, I hope it's Frankie Kazarian because I mean, Frankie Kazarian versus uh, John Moxley just a couple weeks ago was the best show I've ever seen in my life. I'm just kidding, but uh, <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, some of the some of the names here, but if I were looking at just superstardom, I would say I would like to see uh, Darby Allen. I would like to see Luchasaurus. I'm interested to find out who the ninth competitor is because they have a, a mystery opponent. We talked about that, but Alpha Ricky, who are you picking? I'm thinking Darby Allen or Orange Cassidy. I mean, I mean, if, if looking at just those eight, those two are, are the top bill to, to go over. Because I mean they're the most over of that list, but I hope my boy Colt Cabana comes in and gets the job done. Can you give us the Colt Cabana thumbs start. up? I need to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> He's such a funny man, that Colt Cabana. He is. He's a good one. <laughs> um, Holy so shit. we also got ourselves. The uh, stadium stampede match, first of its kind. We just talked about it, and this is going to be two different tag teams, five men in each, okay? You got yourself the inner circle, 
which was headlined by Chris Jericho. Everybody knows who Chris Jericho is. He's a rock star. He's a champion. He's a former champion. He's a champion, and he's another champion on top of that. This man has been everywhere. He's done everything, and now he's going to destroy the elite. That's the name of the other tag team, okay? So you got yourself Chris Jericho. You got yourself Proud and Powerful, which is Ortiz and Santana. You got yourself Jake Hager. He's the undefeated MMA guy that's over in Bellator. And you got yourself Sammy Guevara. He's a young, strapping Spanish god. He's going against all five of these people going against the elite. Kenny Omega, known as one of the best wrestlers ever to grace the ring. He has a personality of a potato, but he's got the skills of Bret the Hitman hard on steroids. And he is one hell of a wrestler in that ring. I love watching him, and he's amazing. His personality is kind of funny. It's better than a potato, okay? Um, then you got yourself the Young Bucks, and they're like the Hardy Boys in the year 2020. They're crazy. They do flippy floppies, and they're fun. Uh, the older brother looks like the younger brother, and the younger brother looks like the older brother. I don't know. That's all I can say about that, okay? You got yourself uh, Matt Hardy, who's part of the elite, and he is one of the Hardy Boys. We just talked about him just a second ago. I said the Young Bucks were kind of like the Hardy Boys in 2020. Well, now you got yourself Matt Hardy in 2020. He says he's 3,000 years old. Okay? It's a weird thing. I don't understand it. Well, some people seem to. It's kind of like that Minecraft. And last but not least, you got yourself Hangman Adam Page, him and Kenny Omega tag team champions, but they have not defended the belts in going on several months. The last time they wrestled was against the Young Bucks, best tag team matchup I've ever seen in my life, Okay, except for every match that I was in. But. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. That is weird. World record. Wow. Sliding wow. that in there. Sliding it in. But wow. better than this that basketball here. match? I don't know. <laughs> that was probably a better matchup than this right here going to be. But um. <laughs> Did you see the asteroid match? That was a little funny. I didn't see it yet, uh, but I heard about it. Actually, yeah. I said I would say would like stop that. with that whole gimmick. That yep, whole angle the, that's so stupid. The writers – the writers of WWE just don't got it in them anymore. Uh, Todd needs to do his fucking moonsaults is all I'm going to say. But, uh, okay, so you, you have this team, Adam Page, Kenny Omega. They have a rift. They don't like each other too much, okay? Adam Page doesn't feel like he's part of the elite, but he keeps coming back and he keeps helping win. And every time they win, he fucking celebrates by drinking everybody's in the, in the whole crowd. He drinks everybody's beers. And the last time we saw him, he had 16 fucking beers on his arms and he's walking away. And then <laughs> coronavirus came out and he was like, uh, I will no longer be drinking your beers. Drinking beers. I'll only From, drink my own whiskey. Uh, yeah. And then he, he made was a, gone for four Never months. came back. Tony Khan was like, we only will let you drink other people's beers so you won't be on TV. So... Uh, Tony, that's a good idea. But um, this is the main event of the evening, I think. Stadium Stampede. They're going to put a ring in the center of the Jacksonville Jaguars football stadium because Tony Khan and his dad own it. They own the whole fucking thing. And in the center of that whole entire stadium is going to be a wrestling ring, but the balls count anywhere in that stadium. They said it's going to be all over Duval County. I'm going to give you one last little tidbit. I live in Clay. It's right next to Duval. If they even come close to coming into my county, Jimmy Thompson will wreak havoc on anybody but Hangman Adam Page. I'll have a beer with him. Everybody else, I'm going to beat the shit out of you if you come into my county. <laughs> I'd like to see that. And that is a wrap on the discussion. There's a couple other matches like Britt Baker's going to be going against uh, Statlander. We got ourselves probably Sean Spears versus Dustin uh, Runnels and uh, they might throw in a couple other matches here now. I don't know, but uh, it looks like a fucking card I'm going to be paying for. What do you guys think? This is a really good one. What you think? Yeah, I, I'm going to pay for this. I'm, I'm telling you that right now. I wasn't 
but after watching this go home show, it, it it has sold me, and I will be I'll be watching this. And are you guys gonna watch tomorrow's episode? I am Friday night. They're gonna have another one. TNT Dynamite. What are they doing tomorrow? They're doing a preview show, interviews. Uh, they're gonna be talking to people, um, having I don't know if it matches. But Ricky, did they say anything about that? Um, I think they're gonna do a battle royal for the number one contender on for the TNT Championship. I thought that was next week, but it, I don't it know. might it might be it might be I might be reading that wrong. Um, well, I don't know. But yeah, they're gonna they're gonna go over and uh, hype up each match in the pay per view, you know, kind of like what they were doing with uh, the go home show. But I think they're gonna do it like get a little more in detail with the storylines, have uh, a couple vignettes, and really hype up each match. I'm sure. Okay. So I just Sorry. got word. I just got word from CEO. Uh, he says we don't have to do the of the weeks this week if you don't want to. We're kind of running along here, but we did a nice little summary. Let's do. Of the let's do. You, you want to? I'm do down it? for it. I override okay. the CEO anyway, so let's hit that high spot. And now the high spot of the week. There we go. Alpha, what are you thinking for high spot? You know the 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 move the maneuver. That caught my attention the most, and I don't know if it's because I love the Hulkster from back in the day, but when old uh, Ray Phoenix did that jumping off the ropes. <laughs> he was at least 10 feet. They Hold on. They couldn't see Jenny Thompson, but it was real distracting what he was just doing right here. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you had your hand. You look like Hikaru Shida going after one of them women. I'm just itching my nutsack. Just itching my nutsack down here. You can Anyways. see all that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, when Ray Phoenix jumped off them ropes and boinged higher than Jenny Thompson's cock right now and over them ropes, six feet in the air and landed straight on. Old uh, Orange Cassidy with that leg drop, man. That was a good spot. I love, I love me a good leg drop. And when you're going eight feet, nine, ten feet in the air, you get Why'd me you going. install camera under my desk. Watch him. You... <laughs> it's, it's the crotch cam, brother. I've been talking about it for a <laughs> oh, year now. Shit. Oh shit! So, oh um, my god. I, I, honest to God, I was getting uh, a little uh, sensitive <laughs> down there because I had the same feelings about when you talk about Hulk Hogan and that leg drop. You see. I also picked this move. I can't believe we both picked the same move, uh, but I did. I have it written down right here. Leg drop from Phoenix off the top rope. I thought that was a solid, crisp leg drop. It looks so good coming off the top, and it reminded me so much of when Hollywood <laughs> Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky, go ahead. <laughs> All right. All right, let's try to get through this. All right. Uh, my high spot of the week has to be uh, that cowboy doing the 50-yard dash in under four seconds and nailing Jake Hager to the fucking end zone. Good Lord. The only thing that was missing was a beer in his hand. I mean, yeah. oh, my God. That, that was just perfect timing, running through, getting the big pop. If that was a crowd involved in that, could you, oh, man. Could you imagine? Could you imagine Holy that entire God. stadium going nuts? He fucking running that hundred yards. Could you oh, imagine? 
He did that in four point two seconds as well. He was he was he was at a full sprint, and and hats off to Jake Hager for taking that bump because yeah. Yeah. he was he was going a full clip and did not stop, did not hold back at all. He hit him with everything he had. Speaking of bumps. And now the bump of the I week. Mean, there's really only one. Yeah. How long is this thing gonna play? Yeah, there's Jake, only that, one. That Jake Hager taking that bump from from Adam Page, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, like I said, when I seen Kip Sabian's stupid ass fall from that ladder, I thought it was gonna be it. He fell right on his back, but two seconds later, Ray Phoenix goes over them jumpy rope things oh. that he does and goes up eight, nine feet in the air over the ring and then falls down another two feet because he's going outside the ring straight onto the ground and he just broke his spine, his hips, and his pelvis all at the same time. Yeah. Mm. They say wrestling isn't real, you know, a lot of people, there's always this conversation like, oh, that one looks like it hurt. That makes it real. Wrestling is real. These people have to do their best not to let each other get hurt. That's the the art. That's the fine art of wrestling, pro wrestling. Kip Savior and Jimmy Havoc dropped the ball this week. Yeah. I don't know if they really did, but it looked like they did from my angle. And, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, obviously, these guys are friends in the back most of the time. I don't know. Sometimes they hate each other. But uh, no one likes to see nobody get hurt. Ray Phoenix, luckily, he uh, supposedly, Ricky, you said he walked off on his own. It didn't look like it could. It looked like he was probably out for the fucking next six months. But um, yeah. he is hurt. He, he cracked his hip pretty hard. And uh, so, you know, hopefully, hopefully for real, Ray Phoenix, he gets healthy. And uh, you know, yeah. obviously, we don't really joke around about uh, Kip, Kip Sabian and, and Jimmy Havoc messed up. You know, we don't want to poke too much fun at that. We know you're watching. Right. So, so I did. I did a little bit of background information on this. So uh, Ray Phoenix <clears throat> did get up, walk back in the back with his own power. Um, this was a show uh, at AEW as a whole. We're talking about bump of the week and everything. AEW as a whole uh, of this show, there were three injuries. Uh, Ray Phoenix being one of them, Britt Baker being the second with her knee, and uh, um, I heard that it is they it is believed to be just a sprain and not nothing super serious. Thank God. Yeah. So uh, she will be on the pay per view as as well. And the third injury, I don't think you guys noticed, but Matt Jackson broke a rib. What? Yeah, with that splash coming off the the stadium. Was no Matt way. the one in the foreground? Uh, I believe uh, he's the one with the longer black or darker hair. Yeah, he's the older that one. That was the one in the front. Yeah, he looks like I mean, and old, he jumped straight brother. over that other. He, yeah. he he missed it. The guy catching him was was a foot too short. That wasn't even his fault. He right. jumped straight over him, twelve 100%. feet in the air from the guardrail. <laughs> and I'm gonna and, go back and, and rewatch just, that. I didn't know. Well, you see, you see him grab at his ribs on the elite shot when they're standing tall. He went to go grab his ribs a little bit because it, it was hurt. But yeah, um, it has uh, been said that he, he either broke or seriously bruised the rib. But he's, he's, be- he's still he's still going to be in a pay per view. Um, so all three injuries are not that serious that they're going to lose uh, pay per view matches, which is great. Cool. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, I guess moving on. <laughs> moving Let's do on. It. And now, the promo of the week. So, I'm going to get this one out of the way real quick. The promo of the week was the inner circle at the beginning, I think, because they were talking about how they don't mess up. They don't 
hurt nobody. And they just kept showing clips of it all happening and stuff. Um, <laughs> but then uh, as they're walking away, Chris Jericho says, uh, or um, Ortiz, or I think it was Santana or somebody says, you ninkum poop. And then Jericho <laughs> just goes, poop. <laughs> As they walk off, as they walk off, I thought that was the funniest thing of the night. I laughed very hard at that, and uh, that's my promo of the week. <laughs> yeah, I like that Santana and Ortiz. Uh, I like those guys. I feel like they do a good job with their promos. It was Santana that got. I think Santana's the one that got serious that one time. But usually they're pretty jovial and 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 funny with their things. So when Ortiz or whatever came in and called that dude a income poop. I laughed pretty hard about that. Put my face back on the screen, you son of a bitch. Hold it um, for a second. <laughs> uh, so, but my promo this week was Pac. I, I got a big pop when I seen him come back, and his vignette was just, like, perfectly done. It was it, it was, it was, was how Matt Hardy's character should always be because he's, yeah. he's got a regular pack, and he's got – crazy pack with the mask and no shirt and, and it's going back and forth and they're looking at each other and, and, and cutting back and forth. That's it. I thought that vignette was perfect brothers. Yep. That was a good one. What uh, do you think, Ricky? For me, for me, it has to be the Sean Spears, the way the creativity that it takes to create your own studio, your own SS news and, and not only call out your opponent, but also create the storyline, insult him, and call him out on the on the location and the pay-per-view all in one promo. That's promo of the week for me. Even give even talking about his drug addiction, sliding that in there was just genius. That was That's sick. All John Street. That he was did perfect. get him with that. <laughs> he did. Uh, <laughs> oh, Alpha! You always calling, you always calling me out, even when you don't even use words. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Oh, so, man. Uh, what's your? What you guys, oh, you, what you guys, go ahead. We'll talk about now. You want to talk about a little bit of storyline? And now, the storyline of the week. I think the biggest storyline here has to be uh, Inner Circle versus the Elite. I mean, they're going to end the show. They're going to end the pay-per-view. They got the most people. They got the most uh, charisma of all of them. It's got to go to got to go to Hangman Page and 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 Matt Jackson, Hang Omega, Hangman Page. <laughs> I, I tell you what, though, Hangman walking off. Instantly started back up that whole feud. Hasn't been talked about in over eight weeks. Uh, and as soon as he helps everybody yeah. out and walks back away, it brings that feud right back to where it was like it never left. Perfectly done without saying a word. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I kind of forgot about how Hangman hated the the Hardy brothers or whatever they're called. What's their names? Young Bring Bucks. The Jackson <laughs> The Jackson Bucks, Jack, whatever. The Jackson too. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that they had heat between each other and stuff. So it was cool to see that back and cool to see Hangman still still had it. I know you guys haven't seen Hangman, but um, him and Jeff have been talking. Jeff's been doing his videos and stuff while he's been gone. That's right. So, that's uh, right. 
That's right. He does. Hangman is just one of my favorites. I, um, I can't wait for him to turn heel, grab himself a nice can of cream of corn, Jimmy Thompson's can of cream, sweet corn, can of corn, and uh, just chug it right on camera. <laughs> if if, if, uh, if you want to do that, if you want to take a can of corn and, and eat it or drink it on screen just to let us know you appreciate what we do, I will accept that as a, as a tip of the hat. I also want to say one last thing before we get to the next part that Virgil, I will kick your fucking ass for this. <laughs> if you do not, you have until the end of 2020. Okay. You have the end until the end of the 2020 of the years. Okay. I will beat your ass if you do not come and get this from me. You can you invite me. Beat his ass if he comes from it? <laughs> I will eat your ass. Okay. <laughs> If you come and get it, if you invite me personally down to that stadium over there in Jacksonville, I'm a 10-minute drive. You'll job it to him. We know. I will job it to oh. you in the middle of that stadium, right in the ring, during the fucking stampede match. But if you don't, I will come to you, <laughs> and I will put your face right where your face is. I hope you understand that. And nothing hurts more than getting slapped upside the head with the, with a the solid belt. That's, now, that's a game changer. The right match. Oh, the yeah. I guess we're not even going to talk about my storyline of the week, so it's fine. We'll go to match here. And now, the storyline <laughs> of the week. <laughs> you know, guys, I'm most excited for that ladder match, man. I'm, I'm excited to see who they put in as the special guest. I'm excited to see who wins and, and who gets that next title shot because I cannot wait for John Moxley to lose that gosh damn belt. There you go. I, I, my storyline of the week is going to be um, the, the Cody Rhodes, Lance Archer feud, and uh, the Jake the Snake just getting his slimy snake all over the place. I just can't wait to see what happens next. Now, I, I want to I ask you guys a question. I see Brandy Rhodes. She posts pictures on, on uh, old Instagram and stuff. She looks like a trailer trash woman, if you Get ask me. Dresses with... She dresses with ripped up jeans and looks like trailer trash to me. And I think she let Jake do that to her with that snake. Oh. Put it, she's like, put it between my legs. It'll look cool. I bet Brandon Rhodes is a woman. Now that is a woman that will kick your ass and do your She taxes. said that and then she got her ass handed to her by a dentist. Maybe she wanted to. <laughs> you ever think of that? That's what I've been saying this whole time. <laughs> and now, the match oh, of the week. I love the comebacks. <laughs> match of the week is going to be me and Virgil after I kick his ass for this Virgil championship belt. <laughs> oh, Somebody tell God. him. I know you're watching. Somebody tell him. <laughs> fucking create a Twitch account. Of- create a Twitch account and post in this fucking chat that you accept. <laughs> Ricky, what's your match of the week? Oh, match of the week has to be um, uh, Orange Cassidy taking on Ray Phoenix. I mean, the the perfection of the pocket defense, uh, the quickness, the big bumps, and, and the just involvement of everybody. Match of the week right there. I like it, Ricky. I think you do a good job, but uh, I don't think Alpha's going to agree. I, I'm not going to lie. I did space out there, and I didn't hear who you said. What was yours? <laughs> it is Ray Phoenix taking on Orange Cassidy for the match of the week. That was a straight-up shoot, brother. I was thinking of something about – because they 
watch our show and I just called Brandy that trailer trash and I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah. You apologize. Because <laughs> I know they're watching. Like, uh, damn, maybe I have said that. But anyways, my match of the week's also Ray and Orange. I'm right there with you, Ricky. I agree with everything you said, brother. Look at that. Yo, I'm going to go ahead. I, I thought that was a hell of a match, and I think it would be easy to say the same. But um, this was a, finally a match I think Marco Stunt was able to shine a little bit. I think MJF Marco Stunt was a good match for this week uh, to shine. The reason match of the week is because it really brings MJF right back into the mix after being gone for eight weeks. And it really puts Marco Stunt back on that. Um, I'm going to get my ass kicked, but uh, be able to do something about it. And I think it also brings in the idea of Wardlow and uh, Luchasaurus for a feud. I want to see that. So this match really brought in uh, that mid-card level, uh, the, the the center of the um, the filler, as you would say. You got the intro of the, the world championship matchup. You got the outro of the, the big-time five-on-five tag team matchup. But in the middle, you got yourself the meat, okay? Every sandwich, if you don't have no meat in it, it ain't a fucking sandwich. And MJF is the meat of this sandwich. And I think this matchup right here was the big part of that meat. And I like me some meat. All right, brother. And now, okay. the superstar of the week. Go ahead, Alpha. What's your superstar of the week? My superstar of the week is Brandy Rhodes. I just love everything she does. Everything <laughs> I love the way she dresses. I love the way she carries herself. Brandy Rhodes is a one in a million woman. Oh, I'll clip that. <laughs> For real, my my superstar this week is Hangman Page. A uh, huge pop when he when he came from that 100-yard dash. You didn't see it coming until you watched it two more times, and you're like, holy crap, he actually is running down the, the field there. But when he came out and he popped out and, and gave old Jake Hager the, the whack down, that big pop out of the big pig machine, and I'm happy to see him back. Like I said, I've been talking to him with Jeff and everything, but I'm I'm glad to see him back on national television, brothers. That's right. I like that, Ricky. What do you think? My superstar of the week is Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara here, even though he did lose this match with Matt Hardy, you got to see his whole um, range here with uh, being a babyface. It, like uh, JR did say, his upside is limitless. And when he does make his baby face turn, or if he ever does, he it's going to be one hell of a run. Uh, Timmy Guevara's got unbelievable potential, and he's superstar of the week for me. I like that. I also had Timmy Guevara as my superstar of the week for the same reasons, believe it or not. Uh, he just is, he is the total package. You could almost call him Lex Luger-esque, if I will. He's like a narcissist, but he gets in that ring and he's going to power bomb and <laughs> suplex and bada slam Yokozuna. And you're going to be like, I don't care if he's a bad guy who looks in the mirror. I like this man a lot. And he's going to come yeah. out wearing American flags, even though he's the Spanish God. And we're going to champion him up and we're going to celebrate him. <laughs> and, um, and he's going to do it once you. That's it with one shoe. Uh, I just like he's innovative too. He's funny. He's innovative. He's he's got he's getting his mic skills top tier. Um, it's obvious that Jericho sees a lot in him, and there's a reason for it. He is the future of this business, just like you got Sean Spears and you got yourself MJF. But they all can't. The future of the business can't all be bad guys. Darby Allen, all that. Uh, we need to see some of these guys actually be 
the the ones we want to cheer for. But Sammy makes it easy, even if he is the bad guy, just like Chris Jericho always does. They make it easy to cheer for him, even if they're the bad guy. You got Jericho coming on out, the baddest guy there is, the entire fucking stadium on their feet singing his song. Sammy Guevara's yeah. right there with him. So hats off to Sammy yeah. Guevara, always putting up a good show. And Matt Hardy, as crazy and weird as he always can be, um, he always puts on a good matchup. He's a he's a dangerous man. Uh, he does things, put his body at risk, and he has done it for so long. Some of the best matches I've ever seen in my life is, is Matt Hardy. So this was actually a pretty good matchup to set up this 5-on-5 pay-per-view, and I'm going to buy it, absolutely. I'm excited for it, and I think all of us here uh, are really looking forward to both Friday night and Sunday night. Is it Sunday or Saturday? Saturday. There it is, Saturday night. I knew it. Just trying to get you to reinstate <laughs> it, reinforce it. That's right. That's right. I but, know. Uh, Jimmy T's on point. You know, uh, so we got a, we got ourselves a pretty good show. This was one hell of a match and uh, or one hell of a, an event leading up. Guys, uh, every week, tw- 21, 21 weeks of this. Has, have yeah. you gotten enough? Have you gotten enough yet? No, of course not. I haven't either. And I want to say one other thing. Alpha, what, you, cele- you celebrated yourself a one-year anniversary of your Twitch streaming. You have done one remarkable job. I've hated every second of it. But I have loved watching your candy ass fumble and stumble through that game of yours called Apex, <laughs> uh, ch- chump of Roonies. And, uh, you know, I just want to say congratulations to you. Are you going to be streaming later tonight? Well, you know what, uh, Jenny Thompson, I know, you, I know you've enjoyed watching the stream and everything. So, uh, you know, you told me congratulations. And, you know, I just want to tell you you're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, but right. one thing I do want to say though is I didn't mean a goddamn thing I just said. I hate your stream. No one should go to it, and I think you <laughs> suck. Every bit of it is a piece of disgrace, and Twitch should fire you because you are the worst streamer I have ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> you guys, damn wrong, brother. It's been a it's been a blast <laughs> this year. Seriously, uh, big, big sexy Kevin Lane's been doing a hell of a lot for me. Uh, throughout the year and, and it's been a crazy ride and uh i mean ricky reed starting to show his face around there more here here lately grampy back in the chat everybody here in the chat uh comes to the stream all the time it's been it's been a crazy ride ridicule oh, yeah. out there coming out you know and let's clear the air here this guy right here uh, might have been some miscommunication but i just want to state for the record ridicule we got ourselves Dominant Daddy. We got ourselves Papa Smart. These are people that we actually do talk about offline. We talk about them because we do put together network. Okay, we talk about other networks. We talk about other people streaming and stuff. We really do love when people showcase their skills and their talent. They come to us. We go to them. We talk about it all the time. Okay, and so shoot, shoot speaking from Jimmy T coming out of, right out of the left field. We love y'all. We really appreciate it. Grandpa back, you come here every week. You tell my cousin all about uh, what he is, and I love every second of that. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it makes me laugh. But, uh, you know, honestly, um, but, you know, if you want to come in and, uh, you know, be a troll or something like that, we know how to take care of trolls pretty quick. Okay? We know how to take yeah. care of trolls pretty quick. Ain't that right, Snake Blisky? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh anyways no we just uh, th- th- it was one hell of a stream the other day but i also want to say i think ricky you mentioned by frost rabbit she was in the chat earlier today she's going to be celebrating her one-year stream anniversary you got yourself um 
the backlog time. We'll be celebrating his one year going on, I think, June or July or August or something like that. And, uh, Ricky, you're probably going to be having 15 different stream anniversaries because you have 15 different fucking names going on Twitch. So uh, which one is it? <laughs> when are you going to be streaming next, Rick? Gosh, I got to get this channel up and running first, man. I haven't put out one stream out yet. I got to well, get it running. One of the things I did want to, the reason I'm alluding to it is the other day after the UFC pay-per-view, uh, Ricky did get on with a couple of people, fight, fight of the round table, and it was pretty awesome. We couldn't hear you, but uh, it was great to see. <laughs> and we know next time you're going to have it right. We're going to be able to hear you and listen to you in your sloppy picks because um, obviously <laughs> you need the, the, the alpha to come on in and explain to you who's going to be winning and losing because yeah. he seems to be the one who knows. Also, that yeah, backlog time seems to – Finally, <laughs> but no, that was great to do. And uh, I think one of the things we got to do right now, we're going to go ahead and raid MMA marks because he's streaming right now. And uh, there we go. Yeah, there we got go. Him, he got himself a, uh, a pretty good channel, pretty good follower. Over there. I think a couple of you know who he is. But when you get on over there, I want you to tell him Alpha sent you. And Alpha, I want you to tell him why. Well, because MMA Marks is one hell of a goddamn streamer. He's funny. He runs one of the best MMA podcasts around with my buddy Ricky. The yeah. Dragon right here. And uh I just love I love how MMA Marks, he's freaking funny. Yeah. And 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 Ricky's freaking funny, and I like listening to him. And now you guys are gonna go over to his stream, watch him lay the whack down on some candy ass jabronis, drop a gold set of nuts right on their face like they deserve, and then he's gonna move on to the next jabroni. That's Damn right. right. Damn yes, right. He is. Hell yeah. Well said. You guys got anything else to say before we send y'all on over to the MMA Mama Marks? 